Hello, Los Angeles arts community and beyond. I'm your host, Carolina Sique, ISC's marketing assistant and producer of the podcast. And I'm Karen E. Rose Mecker-Tichon, ISC ensemble member and artistic associate for social justice. And today's art break is going to be a little different. ISC has relaunched and revamped the interview-based episodes you're used to. Nevertheless, we're still so excited to bring you not only explorations of Shakespeare in the present context, but a space for LA to continue important conversations about theater's role in our ever-changing world. As the pandemic has stretched on, we're looking for opportunities to connect with our ensemble members, see how they are and what they've been up to. So in our premiere episode, we've brought on some familiar voices and iconic artists. ISC ensemble members and real-life besties, Javi Moreno and Richard Azurdia. You've likely seen Javi and Richard in countless Griffith Park Free Shakespeare Festival productions, including Much Ado About Nothing, Titus Andronicus, Measure for Measure, and A Midsummer Night's Dream. They share with us some wonderful news, their history with Independent Shakespeare Company, and we'll learn about the other theater company in their lives, Company of Angels. We even talked about the most memorable summer festival moments, like that one time that, well, actually, I don't want to spoil it for you. We hope you have as great of a time catching up with them as we did. And a warning, there is some very minor cursing in this episode. Enjoy! Um, hello! Welcome to the Art Break Podcast with myself, Carolina Sique, and Karenie. Yes, uh, Karenie's here. And today, for our first episode, we have with us Javi Moreno and Richard Azurdia. Thank you for having us. <laughs> so for those who don't know, uh, Javi and Richard are ensemble members at ISC. Um, and we haven't seen them in such a long time. So welcome, y'all. Thank, Thank you for Thank having you. us. So I would love to just start with a quick, I, I guess, a small check-in. So how, how are you doing? How's life? Um... <laughs> you want to go, Javi? <laughs> um, I, I, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, I think it's a mix, you know, like, I think that it's very unfortunate, like we can't see each other. If it wasn't like, you know, through social media, like have we been, it was, you know, through the summer or we'll go see each other's shows in the lobby of some theater um, out throughout the city. So that's like the unfortunate side. Um, on the good side, I think it's, it's um, you know, I think uh, what's unique about, you know, both of us just sort of being home, um, and experiencing that sort of life and you know it's I, I it's very different i mean i think we both sort of moved we me and richard live like uh, two three minutes like i remember when we were moving up here we were always talking about like oh we can go to the park we can carpool you know like the different things um about that so i don't know we um so on the pandemic side i missed that but on the whole other side i think you know just um um, there's been a lot of stuff that as an, you know, actor and always like going, you know, like 
I think we spend so much time in traffic that oh, I'll do that one day. I'll, I'll do that one day. And so I've gotten a chance to do a lot of little things that I haven't been doing. You know, I, I, lo I love that, that we that we as artists, um, especially actors that, that do theater, we, we, we found other ways to be artistic and to, and to, and to not lose that, that hope that we'll be back to the theater at some day. So we were finding other ways to, to create you know, uh, work for us, you know, um, with, with all the mediums that we have, you know, so it, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a challenge, um, also, but it, it's been great to, to see, you know, I, I've done, I've done, you know, I've done work on online where I, I've seen friends that I haven't seen in, in real, in real person, you know, in person for such a long time, you know, friends in New York were like, oh my God, what's up? You know, we watch each other on Zoom, we work together, like, oh, we worked together three years ago, but now I live in New York, you're in LA, you know, so it's it's been nice to catch up with a lot of people, but um, but it's not the same as, as doing it live. I mean that that's uh that's another ball game, and that's one thing that that I I really hope that we can get to at some point. Yeah, I agree. I think one of the coolest things um, that I've seen for sure in this pandemic is accessibility is possible, um, and it's really as, as much as it kind of sucks <laughs> to not be doing theater live it's been so cool to see how um, people from other places can meet up together do theater together watch theater together talk about theater together um and you're oh. not like you're not sitting in like two hours santa monica traffic to go see it you know <laughs> like it's not that kind of um ball game anymore and so you get to just kind of like go from place to place um quickly and yeah I know for me too, it's like when you're doing Zoom performances and things, I have like family members from Chi-Town, Chicago, and they can Ooh. like watch and they're all up in the comments. So I have like my family members from there in LA and they're watching and commenting together. And that's definitely a, a blessing and a bright spot that we wouldn't have had. But of course we miss gathering together in person, but there are a lot of little bright moments that we've had during this time. And in that same vein, I'm curious to know, what have you all found that has brought you joy during these times? Because there's there's been a lot of, you know, difficult things. It's been a hard year for sure, but there's also been some beautiful moments. Uh, well, for myself, um, I'll, I'll say that one of the things that has brought me joy this past year is, is uh, being a father. Um, most people don't know that I, I became a father last year. Um, my daughter, Ayla Asurdia, she is a uh, little more than five months old now. She was born on August 28th, uh, just eight days after I am. So uh, we, we can celebrate our birthdays together. But um, that's that's been one of the most joyful moments in my life. You know, I mean, it's it's been a lot of nights with no sleep. Um, <laughs> but um, but it, it's been it's been wonderful. You know, to to at least be 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 occupied with, with taking care of of of, uh, of your baby, you know, um, and and I guess in one of the in I, one of the okay things I guess during this pandemic was the fact that I've been able to stay home and also you know my wife working from home, so we've been with her all this time, watching her grow, you know, um, watching all these little you know moments that she's had, you know, when she her first giggle, her first laugh, now she's starting to turn over. Um, and um, it's it's been it's been a blessing in that sense that we've been able to stay home with her, although I miss everything else. But that's that's definitely been a, a joyful part of my life the past few months. 
That's my next pondering. <laughs> no, I was thinking, I was thinking, um, uh, Richard is my best friend, you know, um, uh, you know, we both grew up in LA, we connected, um, when I was, uh, I mean, starting out, uh, in LA, I mean, pretty much was breaking it down for me. Like, this is how you do the resume. This is who you get out. Richard used to have this wonderful, um, network called the, uh, the Asurdia, no, the R. It was the RAN network, yeah. Yeah, the RAN network on Yahoo what? groups, and you can get like auditions and like everything. And, and but it, it's interesting, you know, through, you know, finding, you know, following him through Company of Angels. And then one night, one day, I think he also hit me up that they were looking for an actor for um, uh, Mary Wives of Windsor, which was going on at um, Griffith Park. And then I remember Melissa called me, and that was my audition. Um, and I went in there. Then, you know, we've spent, we've been so many years there, then moving on to, you know, proposing to his wife, Rachel, um, <laughs> getting married, I was his best man, um, to even me deciding that same year, just finding that love and, and, you know, proposing to my wife, getting married, and then you know, we both moved to Van Nuys, which was crazy. Like, it's like, damn. So crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> and then, um, you know, uh, we came, uh, me and my wife were on tour. We're supposed to be on tour um, on a show. We're both, you know, she's an actress out. So um, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Minnesota, and, and that thing also does. We came back. Richard told us that, um, you know, they were expecting, which was amazing. And a joy, you know, it's kind of um, a lot of my friends when I grew up, I grew up in, in Boyle Heights, East LA, and a lot of my friends had babies at teenagers, you know, um, completely. I mean, if it wasn't that, it was other things that took them away from my life, right? I mean, not in a negative way. I think they just grew up and they became men um, young. So they, you know, um, and we, we still connect. There's nothing negative about that. But it's like, you know, they went. So I never really got to experience really like, so like watching him grow up as his father when we, when the um, Isla first came out, um, when we, when we got to meet her the day, uh, when, like the day, the day we went to go meet her, uh, we announced that we we're expecting a baby um, also. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool to Yay. just kind of, yeah, we're expecting a baby boy in, in eight weeks um so it's yeah so it's it's really yes. cool to just kind of thank you yeah to kind of just connect and all that so uh whatever Richard decides to do next you know I'll think about it and <laughs> <laughs> in a couple of months later he'll be doing it too. <laughs> you know I, I, I might be doing it but no it's 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 cool I mean I think it's it's um I mean that's that's my joy right now you know, it's like, you know, watching your friends become fathers. And, and, I, and it's interesting because I've seen it at the park, you know, with some of our um, past, you know, kind of ensemble members be mothers. Um, and then a lot of, our, you know, we have also fathers in the company and stuff like that. And I, it was always, you know, a treat, you know, it was always like watching that, you know, because it was happening. It started happening a lot. You know, as you get older, you get into a certain age, you start seeing it around you. Um, and for me, that's been been therapeutic also to sort of be connected um when we're not sort of stressing out because of traffic and the only minor stress is like finding that zoom link you know um <laughs> it's, it's it's not so, <laughs> i like that we know what that is you know like for example i mean like richard if richard was um um 
in his final months of the pregnancy would have, you know, we probably would have been at the park, you know, like that mm. whole experience. It's a different, it's a different thing. So for me, I, um, I've been finding a lot of joys of, of that really just quiet time. Cause I know, you know, I, I do see sort of this light at the end of the tunnel, something, and to just sort of like embrace it in a moment. And that's one of those things as a, as a becoming a father in the next couple of weeks that I've learned, you know, that there is this some positive, um, uh, positiveness in, in the pandemic. Cause we're able to be home. I mean, I, I think about those, like, you know, Melissa or David, Bill that have to step away. We never, we never really get to just kind of like, hmm, I'm going to slow down a little bit, put it on neutral and, and, and lay back and, and see what's happening around me, you know? And I think that's been some of my joy because I think um, I used to have a lot of anxiety of just, I need to, I need to find the next thing, you know? Mm. Um, the next thing Richard's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will say I do, I do, I do. One thing that I do miss, um, you know, uh, you know, when before the pandemic is, you know, you're having a, a tough day you know, either work or just like life in general, you're stuck in traffic, you're dealing with all these, all this mess during the whole day. And then you have rehearsal at night and you get to the theater. Mm. It's like, everything's behind you now. You mm -hmm. left everything mm. and now you, you have something completely new to focus on, you know, your lines, working with, with the other actors and, and just becoming somebody else. That, that's always a, a great relief, you know, of anything. I mean, obviously therapy, to me, therapy, theater's always been therapy, mm -hmm. you know? Because uh, it makes me not think about stressful stuff, and now I'm just focused on on this particular character or characters. Um, <laughs> so that's that's one thing that I, I I definitely do miss. You know, just that, that little getaway. You know, yeah. it's always good. You know, it's always good to just get get away and have stress. Like, and forget about the stress. Like, all right, I I gotta focus on my job now, which is my lines, my character, and um, yeah, it's 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 definitely a, a thing that I, I do miss. But um, and yeah, it but is, I, I, I agree with Javi. I definitely agree with Javi. It's it's truly, I mean, performing is, you know, the ultimate joy. I mean, it's like, especially yes. for the Griffith Park Shakespeare Festival and, and the audience. But I think one of the cool things also, one of my favorites, and it's been like that since I was in high school, um, it's the backstage, um, because I was always, and, and stage managers probably hate me for this, but it's, but it's like, it was that bonding moment, you know, we were talking, oh, let's go, what are we going to eat later? Or it was like, if you had a crush on someone, you know, you're like, you're talking back there or like, or goofing off or there's a joke. Uh, a lot of my friends, including my wife, they, they, what's it called? FOMO, fear of missing out, missing yeah, out FOMO. because my friends are on the other, other side of the stage and I'm like, what are they talking about? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, it's hard. I mean, uh, I think I talked about it during Romeo and Juliet. It's like, when we were live, I was like, um live backstage kind of like <laughs> and that's you know that's like the, one of those things it's 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 you know where we were just kick it i don't remember just me and richard and everybody else just hanging out waiting for you know something the next scene the next cue mm -hmm. well yeah I, that's i was just gonna add that's part of it too is it's it's the backstage it's that summer camp feeling it's all of those yeah. like jokes it's all of the things that we would be saying to each other y'all two especially and the things you sometimes say when we're doing scenes and stuff you always know how to like crack everyone up and it's just it's all those moments that you don't really get when you're doing a zoom 
show with someone obviously you know you don't get to like whisper little things that the audience doesn't hear and have fun and have right. you know every night be different it's just it's ah uh, yeah, yeah. Although the new thing now has become, uh, especially when you're working with friends, is texting each other during a performance. <laughs> that's bad, that's become like, the new thing. You're like you're performing and you're like mm -hmm. texting, 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 and then you watch the other person and they're like they're yeah. trying to laugh and camera and you're like yes, you know. So so somehow we, we found a way to bring the true back. <laughs> That's that been is, my joy. It's like, oh, Richard's gonna be in this reading, and oh, it's so and so. I'm like, I'm watching. Exactly. All right, here, let me, let me open up my texting for everybody. Yeah, it's that. Uh, so somehow we we always find a way to find those great moments, you know, that we can't have lot that we can't do it live. You know, we we, we do it in, during Zoom if we have to. <laughs> yeah, I think um I think a big thing that helps relieve the tension of what is happening is being with people mm -hmm. and sharing yeah. with other people about what's going on and so because of that that's why everybody's all you know just like tight and yeah. tense and anxious because like like <laughs> i love my boyfriend but i want to talk to other people you know about like what's going on right <laughs> no, just true, what? yeah it's 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 and you know like people have been sharing all these things or like you know in groups and stuff like that that people are just like you know there's been breakups or divorce and stuff like that and I, I think you know, um, and it is, I'm not, you know, we're not gonna, it's, it's challenging to sort of be in the same, because it is, it is healthy to sort of give that sort of space. Um, I was just talking to someone about it. It's like, growing up, I thought the opposite, right? I thought this whole thing, like, oh, I need, I, I want to be with my boo 24 seven, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my God, you're, you're like, too much, bro. <laughs> like, and it's like, oh, that's bad. <laughs> you know? And it is like, <laughs> And, you know, finding the time to just sort of go for a walk or, you know, if you're in rehearsal, it's like, it builds that, right? It builds, there's more, um, there's that love. I mean, speaking of which, like one of the things that Richard's taught me in the last couple of weeks is this whole thing about babies taking naps, right? <laughs> the things we're talking about. Um, but when they take naps, it's like, that's when their mind is sort of, um, growing, you know, because of the naps, right? Something like that. Um, every they need, sleep. Like, they need sleep. Yeah, they need sleep. They need sleep. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And that's for me. That's been one of those things. I was like, wow, that's crazy. I mean, I think that's for us as adults. We need that sort of, you know, maybe it's a a walk somewhere, or you know, that rehearsal or that performance. You know, we get out, we do two hours, mm. um, um, and perform and see other people, and then you know, there's and and then we go back home and then repeat it the next day. Mm -hmm. One yeah. of my favorite things. Uh, I'm so, sorry, I, I, no I was going to say, you know, at, at the park, uh, I, well, uh, to me, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Tech Week. I, lo I love Tech Week, especially if the, the, the cast is great, the play is great. Yeah. But at the park, um, it's something special because, first of all, we're, we're in a beautiful place. You know, Griffith Park, it's, it's just a beautiful place and the scenery and you got this nice, well, it's not the days when it's super hot. <laughs> but but when it's but when it starts reaching around five or six o'clock, you know, you get a nice cool breeze, you get a lot of shade, and you're just watching the other actors on stage from the audience point of view. And and it's just great to just be there, you know, and you're 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 talking smack with your friends, you know, and then you get up and you do your thing and you go back into the, into, sit in, into the audience area of, of the stage. And it's it that's that's definitely one thing that I that I missed the, the most, you know, just at that tech weekend at, at with ISC Park. It's just it's just fabulous great experience you know being there at 10 in the night 
and just watching everybody, you know, put 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 this amazing piece of work together. Uh, I, I, I definitely miss it. Yeah, definitely. So I guess that kind of segues into our, our our next question, which is what what are some of your most memorable moments from the summer festival? I'm sure there's many. <laughs> yeah, there's there's way many. Every 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 summer we we have many memorable moments. I mean. There's I, there's yeah there's there's so i mean it's like there's so much stuff you know like that that um it's interesting because i i you know like yeah for all you all work in the theater and it's like our friends are like oh um so you just memorize and you just go in and you say the lines and it's like um no like it's like there's times when you know or like how did you memorize that i'm like no and that's some of the moments like especially in Shakespeare, right? You forget a line and you're like, oh, snap. Like, what are we going to do? Like, David's really good. He can just kind of like probably start doing some some monologue from something and you're like, okay, how do, what what do I say? You know, but there's so many things. The park, it's like Richard was saying, the park is so massive. It's so, you know, it's like, there's so many people. It's, it's the interactions um, and the things that are happening. It's like some of the most memorable stuff that I still like, you know, like you can go on stage and this thing happened like five years ago and you'll be like, oh, damn, what if this happens? You know, like there used to be dogs on, you know, people people still take dogs, but dogs were like, they would put them like in the, um, in the man, I forgot what they're called, but the bombs and like you, you would run out and they're like, <laughs> and people, oh my God, that was so crazy. Oh my God. And people are like, no, that was like, you'll be, you'll, we'll run to the bear caves and just laugh at this whole, like, yes, like that's a, that's a, a moment that happens. Or um, there was a time when there was a, these hikers that were lost and the damn helicopter was like above us for like, what, oh my two, god! Three hours. We, we, we did. Yeah, we did. We were doing Scottish play. Oh, I can I can sing Macbeth. We're not inside a theater right now. Um, yeah, but <laughs> but yeah. So we were doing Macbeth, and um, you know, we, we and um, these two hikers got lost up up in the in the mountains somewhere in Griffith Park, not that far from us. So the helicopters came out of nowhere. The rescue helicopters during our show, and they were probably out there for almost I would say almost two hours. It was about an hour and forty minutes, and um, and, you know, of course, the audience started getting a little, you know, rested because they're like, okay, you know, how long is this going to go? So we, we we saw some audience members leave. And, and I mean, we, we, we understand, you know, people have families and, of course, you know, you know, nine o'clock or 10 o'clock, especially because it was getting close to the ending of the show. You know, so a lot of people was like, well, maybe it's not going to happen. They're not going to finish the show. So a lot of people went home. But like about almost two hours in, all of a sudden the helicopters disappeared. And we were all still backstage waiting. And half of the audience was still there waiting also. They were like, you know what? We're going to sit with these guys and see what happens. And the moment the helicopters came on, I don't know who came out and made an announcement saying, we are continuing the play. And the audience went wild, completely wild. We picked up from the same moment we, were, we, 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 we stopped right when the helicopters came in. We picked up from there and the audience just loved it. And, and I guess because we, had, we, had, we probably lost about half of the audience, it became a little more intimate. It was like a special moment with them, you know. I mean, and of course, I mean, when I mean half the audience, I mean we still had about you know 600, 700 people there, you know. But it was such a great connection with them because they they were like we're part of something special. We stayed here with you, and we got to see the ending of the show. I, I that's that's definitely one of my favorite moments uh, when we yeah. did uh, the Scottish play. Um, <laughs> and also one of one of the other moments, you know, when we connected with the audience um, is when we did Midsummer. You know, the last mm. time we did Midsummer. 
Remember, Javi, when um when we lost like the power? Yeah, we lost power during the performance. We lost complete power. We had no lights, and all of us are going nuts. And people are trying to figure out what to do. You know, I, I was one of the few people backstage, and I'm trying to run around with David, trying to figure out what wires. You know, and we're and we're pulling like all these wires out of the mud. We were like, let's see if we can get on stage and and somehow perform with minimal lights, and. There, you know, there's that beautiful picture that um, I remember. I think Gretel, Gretel, picture, yeah. Um, of the, uh, you know, uh, the actors got on stage. I think it was Evan and, and Kelvin, and the audience pulled out. Everyone pulled out their phones and started lighting the stage. It was amazing. It was. It was. It was one of my my favorite moments ever. You know, I remember I took a picture of myself too. And posted it immediately on on you know on social media like this is an amazing audience they're lighting our show because we lost power, you know. Um, so those those moments yeah. like that you you can't forget and and you can't replace and those things will never happen again. I mean I hope they don't, but we know <laughs> that if it could happen again, if it could happen again, we have the backup of the audience. You know the audience yeah. will be there for us. They definitely they'll be here for us. I was I was gonna bring up another moment that that uh, uh, Javi and I experienced together. Um, uh, you know, uh, so, some people may know that we're both uh, Latinos, you know, um, and, uh, you know, we, we were performing in what? a show. Um, what, what, what? These guys are what? Um, but, you know, well, it, it's funny we're, we're doing this because, um, you know, we, we were performing in a show and at the end of the show, you know, we, we, were, we were, you know, meeting audience members. Oh, that's We had this family that came up to us and, and looked at, at me and Javi and, and they were like, in Spanish, they, they asked me, you know, it's like, are you guys Latino? Or do you speak Spanish? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Latino. You know, I spoke to them in Spanish. I'm like, yeah, of course I speak Spanish. And they were amazed by the production. And they were amazed by the fact that there was Latinos in doing Shakespeare. Um, they were not actually there originally for to see the show. They were just hanging out in the park. Uh, but they were just walking by and they saw, you know, the audience of a thousand plus people there. And then they saw us and they were like, wait a minute. Hey, these guys kind of look like us. What's going on? You know, and they sat down and, and they stayed, they stayed for the whole performance. And they came after the, you know, after the show was done, they came to meet us to ask us if we were Latino. And we we're like, yes. And they were, and I can tell they were so proud. Yeah. They're like, wow, you know, you guys are, you guys are doing mm. Shakespeare. Like, I didn't understand it, but I loved it. I want to come back. I'm going to tell my friends, you know, we're going to come see, you know, you guys, you know, especially because we know you're Latino, you know, so it, yeah. wonderful. So remember, I remember um, in that moment, just kind of there was uh, they had a little kid with them because it, it's it's usually yeah. like on the on the left picnic side, just kind of like peeking, like what is happening, right? Um, those picnic tables, and I remember just kind of the dad or the mom just kind of looking at the kid, like you see, you, you like you can do big things, you know. And I was just like, oh, the kid oh. had a huge smile. He had a huge yeah, smile like, on his face, uh, yeah, just looking was, at us. It was, um, um, it was. Yeah, it was like really cool moment, and and it yeah. happens a lot, you know, like not 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 a lot, a lot, but it's like where you have you see them when you're performing, and you're like seeing people just come around, or I, like I I think I talked about like I, my neighbor, like I never really talked to him, and I saw him at the park, you know, and it's like hi, <laughs> they're like you're an actor, I'm like yeah, it's like my God, it's like <laughs> we grew up together, dude, it's like but it's like we never really talk to each other, and that happens, I mean whether in the oh, supermarket yeah. there's so many you know memorable stuff that goes on um all around in that whole little vicinity parking lot i mean i think it's like it's and i think throughout the whole year throughout the whole pandemic there's so many of these memories that we talk about 
like experiences and every <clears throat> every ensemble member, stage manager, volunteer, board member. I mean, I, I hope that one day audience members get to tell like their own stories that, you know, of like their, dis you know, coming up to the park and stuff like that. Like I've had things where like I'm driving and I see a guy like, um, and this is like, you know, we sometimes leave, we put up the gate and it's like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And then there's someone on the road, like with our chairs, like, you know, trekking down to like Los Feliz. And I'm just like, get in the car, man, where are you going? Oh, like, wow. And then they're like, oh my God, you're the guy. You're the... And it's funny because <laughs> I think it was, it was the night of um, uh, Measure for Measure. And I played Mrs. Um, my God, uh, forget the name, Jesus. What was the, the character? Wait, was it Measure for Measure? Was that the one? Yeah, it was Measure Where you for played Measure. A, I'm not supposed to remember either player. <laughs> or, Mistress or Overdone. Overdone. <laughs> Mistress ah. Overdone. But I still had my eyelashes, my pink cheeks, my lipstick. And they were like, uh. <laughs> like, that was like cool. And I, I think I talked about that in the, in, I think I talked about, I wrote a poem in the su last summer about how I missed. But we we all go, I mean, with Richard and then the crew and the other actors would join us. We would go have tacos uh, or we would go to Tommy's, but we would go like it, you know, full makeup and people were just looking at us like, mm. you know, because we're wearing now, we're wearing our vans, we're wearing shorts, wearing Dodger jerseys maybe, but, you know, we have red lipstick on, you know, eyeliner and it's like, all right, cool. You know, like speak, LA speak is just kind of like, all right, cool, cool. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a chance to wear uh, uh, lipstick and all that stuff at ISC. So uh, if Melissa, if you're listening, make sure the next room, the next room I play, <laughs> I want to do lipstick and all that good stuff. And more fun That's wigs, because I actually wore a lot of fun wigs on with ISC production. That's true. <laughs> Oh, it was a really yeah. nice walk down memory lane. That's super yeah. cool how, how much um, it, it always, I think I said this before on this podcast, but it always just like, um, it's so heartwarming to hear just how impactful this, the, the summer festival is for so many people. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I definitely miss the, the non-actor stares that you get in public. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I I definitely, even in the summer that I had, I had those experiences of people like there was this family that came up to me with their daughter and they're like, she just wants to talk to you. You look like her. You have the same hair that she does. Like she really, this means a lot. Her getting to see if she wants to be an actor too. And I was like, and Aww. it speaks to the power, yeah, of people really seeing themselves on stage in our ensemble. The fact that our ensemble looks like Los Angeles. Yeah. I remember right. there are people who, um, there are Armenians who saw me in the program and then they found me after and they're like, <laughs> they're like, are you Armenian? I was like, yeah. And then they brought their whole family to come and talk. Yes. And they're like, oh, we can't believe it. We're going to come back to see Pericles too. Oh, it's amazing. Like, it's so funny. The people you run into. I remember I ran into uh, a woman who knew me when I was in elementary school. She would be on the playground supervising us. And she recognized me, you know, because and that's the thing, too, when you when you grow up here, like mm -hmm. you, you just run into people. It's so, and, it's so yeah. special. 
And it speaks a lot of the accessibility. I mean, I think it's 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 part, you know, being that we reflect the city, um, the ensemble reflects the city of Los Angeles, but also the accessibility because, I mean, we know there's other theaters that, you know, we can perform in and, but it's, you know, they have to pay, you know, that amount and stuff like that. But it's a lot of our audience. I mean, that's why I said earlier, it's like, I would really like to know um, what's been their their experience of discovering, especially for people of color. It's like, I was just at the park and I was, you know, like I was having breaking up piñata for my, and I saw like thousands of people just, you know, fleeing the city. Like what that, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening up there, you know? Um, um, so it's like, it's, those are like some, so many uh, cool moments that, you know, you happen and you just look out into the audience and you see it, you know, um, with the food that they bring, languages that you're hearing. Um, and then at the end, just getting to, you know, it's like that, um, they have their kid, you know, handing you their $20 bill and they're like, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. like, like if we're, um, Disneyland oh. characters and it's so, it's so awesome, you know, it's like, oh, thank you. You know, it's like, Thank you. You know, especially especially now, you know, uh, being a father, a new father, but you know, I I I think about the, the connection with the kids have with the productions, you know, um, I, and and this is a another favorite moment of mine, um, and I know Melissa loves this one too, but um, I've done Midsummer Night's Dream twice with oh. INC, and both times I played the same character, Doug the Lion. That's that's oh that's that's become like my character and and, and I, I and you know there were every every both years that I that I've done that production, uh, the kids and the audience have bonded so much with with the character the lion, you know um, the, the first year, I remember you know I I you know I I play him as as this very you know super shy scary guy that he just you know he hides from you know he hides from people he can't really talk to anyone. And you know he's he's got to play this lion. He's got to play this wild lion in 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 the, in the play within the play. And there was one there was one performance where you know I got on stage, supposed to say my line, and I'm shaking, and I'm you know and I don't know what to do, you know. And 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 you know all the other other characters are like, come on, you know, it's your turn, it's your turn, the lion. And there's one kid in the audience, this young girl. She stands up during the the, the performance, and she's like. You can do it, lion. You can do it. And the moment she said that, I, I I heard her, and I immediately just did. I just did my growl, you know, like roar, my my roar as 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 the lion, you know. And the audience went wild, and there, you know, and this girl was so. Yeah, I looked at her, and she was so excited. Like she felt that, in some sense, that. She gave me the motivation to to become this lion, you know, from this little guy who's always hiding and shy from everyone, you know, and 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 that's that's been one of you know the one of the my favorite characters, you know, he is considered a a, a smaller character within the play, but I I feel that I, I've made him larger than than life, and I, I it's great to inspire these kids, you know, especially now being a dad, you know, I look back and I'm like, man, I, I gotta be I gotta be some kind of inspiration for my daughter too, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And I hope that you know, it, you know, soon she'll get to see me in something, and she can look and be like, "Man, that's some cool stuff my dad's doing." You know, you said you, you know, wanted so to be drag, so. <laughs> oh, well, I, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to see be that in the first production she sees, you know, being drag. But hey, you know, you never know, hey. You know? Hey, right. <laughs> so we're yeah. like, 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 like,
you know, if it, Midsummer ever comes again, I'm like, I'm only playing snug. I'm only playing snug. <laughs> um, that's that's amazing. These are wonderful stories, and I think I think you're hitting it on the head. You're just you're here to do your job, and and, and if you're not making people connect with each other or connect with a, a character, then um, you know, then what is the job of the actor? Yeah. After we caught up a little bit, we were very interested to learn more about their work as producing directors at Company of Angels. Currently located in Boyle Heights, Company of Angels develops emerging artists, creates new work, and re-envisions theater to entertain new audiences and serve the City of Angels. Like ISC, Company of Angels values creating theater that serves, represents, and looks like the Los Angeles community. So I guess uh, to to um, move forward, how, I, I know you both are part of Company of Angels as producing directors. Um, so how did how did you become involved with Company of Angels, and um, what should people know about Company of Angels? Oh man, yeah. do, we got, do we got do we got five more hours to talk about all this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you the quick rundown. Let, let me. Let, I know I'm interrupting you, Javi, but let me, I'm gonna give my 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 intro to Company of Angels, and then I'm gonna let you handle it afterwards. So I I joined Company of Angels through a, a close friend of ours, Armando Molina, who, who became the artistic, artistic director of Company of Angels. And he really wanted me to be part of this one production called LA Views, which was all these short plays that had oh. uh, that, that were themed around LA. You know, everything was in LA and, and the cast was gonna be fully diverse, you know, and, um, and he wanted me to join the company. And I, you know, for the longest time, I'm like, I don't want to be stuck to a company. I don't want to be a member. I'm, I, you know, I, I like to go everywhere. I work with everyone, you know, but but Armando was such a great guy. I'm like, you know, let me let me give this a shot. And they were looking for a, a, an actor to play a younger role in this play. And then I'm like, well, who am I going to call? I'm going to call Javi. <laughs> and that's how <laughs> Javi came in. And check this out. So we'll get uh -huh. a little bit of backstory on the, on the, on the Company of Angels stuff. But... I was in Santa Cruz and Richard hits me up. Um, Richard hits me up about joining, of being a part of this play um, that was in LA, LA Views, right? So uh, I was like, oh yeah, it sounds cool, you know? And so he connects me to Armando Molina, artistic director um, it, with this company called Company of Angels, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. They sent me the play. The play is written by Evangeline Ordas, who, uh, Armando's wife, who, you know, we've worked so many times now with, and the play is about this Latino family on their way to church. And I was just like, okay, I'm reading the play. And it's like, it's a funny play. It's a good play. And then I'm just like, okay, and rehearsal is at this uh, Silver Lake church. And then I, I mean, I, and I knew Richard probably for like, maybe like two, three years, but now that's yeah, close but, as yeah. we are, are now. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, Richard got me into this church thing, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was going to be a church play. Yeah, because I was like, what? I was like, you got me into this church thing, Company of Angels, this play. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, how do I, you know? But I was like, okay, whatever, you know? <laughs> it didn't end up being a cult. Um, it's a, a different type. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, uh, that was like, um, this was at the Alexandra Hotel, which is um, historic Alexandra Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. Um, 
Um, and just a, a little bit, you know, uh, a backstory. So uh, Richard and myself and Leonard Nimoy were hanging out one day back in 1959. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so the company, <laughs> you're like, damn, y'all look good. Um, no, the company was, <laughs> uh, the company was founded, Company of Angels um, was founded in 1959 by a group of actors that were in um, an acting class, um, I forget by, uh, Jeff, I forget the, the name of the acting teacher, but it was Leonard Nimoy, Richard Chamberlain, Vic Morrow, Big Tay Dak, like all these folks. And they wanted to be a part of a company and they founded, you know, Company of Angels to sort of um, have this space for actors of Los Angeles, you know. Um, and they started producing, they had a, a really cool space, which later on, it was like the first theater, which later on became what's now known Theater Row. Um, it wasn't on Santa Monica, but it was on Waring and Vine, so that whole area. Um, unfortunately, like in the late 80s, uh, an actor burned it down or something like that. What? Uh, yeah, some crazy stuff. Some actor burned down the theater. Um, uh, Company of Angels was housed at the LATC for a while, then Silver Lake, and then finally, well, and then the Alexander for a couple of years, maybe like seven, eight, and now it's housed in um, Boyle Heights, uh, neighborhood I grew up in, which is really cool. Uh, a really cool um, uh, community space called Legacy LA. Um, so we just been, we've been, you know, part of it now since 2009. Um, and just, I mean, I, I think- 2000, it's, 2008. 2008. That's when we, yeah, yeah that's when, yeah, that's when I joined. Yeah, you joined right after, yeah. Yeah, and we, we I think we, we did a, at the start, maybe for the first five years, we did a lot of, you know, we did a lot of plays, um, helped develop a lot of the new, uh, play development stuff um, and we also just started noticing just kind of like um, throughout the city just kind of the lack of of representation in terms for um, uh, actors of color and that type of stuff and and that was already like and playwrights too and playwrights and, playwrights too. and directors and, yeah uh, so we started we started this thing called um, um, to reading stage in LA which was a reading series um, that we would do monthly but also started producing shows um, as producers. You know, we both became producers out of Company of Angels. Um, and just, and then after that became producing directors to sort of, um, you know, continue that, uh, take a step back in terms of acting, you know, and just try to manage and sort of what we were producing, fundraising. And pretty much it was like this, um, under the guidance of like Armando and like, um, at the time was Marlene Forte, also Ricardo Bracho, Lee Sherman, a lot of folks uh, that came before us that had been working with the company. Um, Henry Ong, who passed a couple of years ago. Um, um, I, and a lot of folks, you know, that uh, guiding us and just like, this is, you know, some of the stuff that's been going on. Um, and we just, you know, we've been producing a lot of the, uh, a lot of the works. It's been it's been very difficult, you know, um, especially during this pandemic. One of the things, you know, that we've been finding out, especially, you know, with like last year, um, um, the amount of money and we know like the amount of money that goes to uh, theaters of color um, um, and that type of stuff. And for us, it's not it's just, you know, it's it's just uh, of representing Los Angeles on its stage, just like um, ISC. Um, and, and it's difficult, you know, I and mean, you think about the plays that you want to go out there and um, that you want to produce, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, 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 um, 
we both sort of grew um, within it as as actors, uh, as producers, and even as ensemble members now with like ISC. And, and Javi and I have worked on many productions together besides ISC and, and Company of Angels. We've done two shows together at, at Watts Village, at Cornerstone, uh, in a in a bunch of other shows together. Yeah, yeah, it, it's under my contract. If Javi's not in the show with me, then it's not going to happen. I can't be in the show. Yet. We're a package. Uh, yeah, exactly, we're a package deal. You know, if you want me, you got to have Javi. Um, but no, no, we we've done so many other works together. I mean, which I mean, we we've known each other since since maybe I think two thousand four. You know, I mean, Javi was the stage manager. That's how I met him. You know, he was like what twenty twenty one or something. You know, yeah, and, damn. Um, <laughs> yeah, and th th that's when we met, I believe in 2004, you know, and since then we've done yeah. so many shows together and we've done a lot of shows together at Company of Angels too, you know, um, and, and one of the things, uh, one of the best things of Company of Angels, Javi was saying, is that we, we've been able to, to bring new works from artists of different <coughs> backgrounds, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, for, for me, for me, um, I, I don't believe in, in colorblind casting or colorblind hiring I, I i think that's bs uh to me it's about being color conscious you know because when i come into a room to audition for something there are snaps happening yes there are snaps <laughs> happening you, know snaps. you can't hear people. them but there were <laughs> thank, thank yeah. you snaps thank you snaps <laughs> but you know when, when i walk into a room you know what i am you know you're looking at a brown man there, there's no i'm not hiding it there's no need for you to ignore it you're bringing me in for a reason, and and that's and that reason should be because you're being conscious of what you want to cast and who you want to bring into a production, you know. Um, and that to me is more important than like, well, you know, we're just going to cast the best person, you know, and see what happens. The best actor is going to get this role. Well, that's how you kind of get away with casting the wrong people, mm. you know. It's mm. like, oh, you know, this Latino, this character was Latino, but the best person, you know, happened to be Caucasian. You know, and it's colorblind. It's colorblind. I, I don't believe in that. You, you got to be aware of who you want to cast, and, and you got to be aware of, of the city you live in. You yeah. know, and yeah. and the people that are around you, and your audience. More importantly, the audience. You know, because you you can't have you can't expect you know a certain demographic to show up to see your show if you're not representing them on stage. You know? mm, say it. So so if if I see a production where you know where there there should be diversity and there isn't any, guess what? I'm not going to go see that show. You know, I, am, I might have a friend who may be like, hey, do come see my show. But I'm like, you know what? You, you guys could have cast it a, a little differently, but you decided not to. So I can't, I can't come support that, you know, especially in the city of Los Angeles. It's, 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 sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going <clears> to <throat> say that, that that's, a, I, I, I totally agree. And it, it's not just like conscious of like whether or not you should have diversity. It's like, if I cast this person in this role, what kind of impact is that going to have? What is it going to mm -hmm. look like as an audience member? Is it going to have a bigger impact because they're a person of color going through whatever this character is going through than like a white person? Um, right. yeah. yeah, it's how does that, how does this person and this body of color interact with the other bodies on the stage? What role yeah. did you cast them in? Did you make the choice to cast them in the role that is a little bit problematic and then everyone else in the production is white? Like you have to be very thoughtful. That's why, yeah, de it's definitely about being conscious and not blind. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's interesting, one of those things in, in terms of, of um, with Company of Angels and Independent Shakespeare Company, with a lot of the things um, that have been going on within the 
you know, a theater community is that what's interesting is that a lot of theater companies, their first action was, okay, we need to write the statement that we're going to be supporting diversity. And it's like, no, do it. <laughs> you know, uh -huh. like, Say do it. it, do it, it's, 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 yeah. it, 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 and, and they're spending, you know, these thousands of dollars, grant writers and Oh, we and put it up on the website. No, it's it's just do it. And we've been and I I think I've told a lot of people it's like we've been doing it. Um, Say it. You know, um, it's 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 very interesting. You know, like I I. It's so easy to do it. It's easy. It's so easy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. It's we're it in all of these meetings to discuss this, that, and the other in the LA theater community when it's really not that complicated. Yeah, yeah it's, I it's, yeah. I've been part of two different panels, um, you know, um, in re regards to diversity in theater. And uh, and I always say the same thing, you know, you've got to be color conscious. And, and, my, and my other point is, why are we having another panel discussing diversity? Instead of sitting here with an audience and, and six people, you know, you know, what diversity, this and diversity, that. I'm like, let's just do it. Stop wasting time. Go back to the theater and cast your show and bring the right playwrights and bring and hire actors, directors, you know, all, all you'll find talented people of all different races and color. You know, they're out there. All you have to do is just look for them. All you have to do is call someone, be like, you know what? I don't know anybody from this background. Do you know anyone? Yes. Yes, I can hook it up. You know, that's all you gotta do. You know, instead of having all these discussions about it, they, they drive me nuts. You know, there's actually one online recently that came up and I'm like, why are we still discussing this in 2021? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. just do it. Just hire a bunch of people, you know, just bring in the talented people, you know, and make a, a conscious decision of who you want to bring in. You know what? We, we need we need more women as directors in here. Who are the women directors out there right now that are, that are blowing up? Boom, let's bring them up. Oh, an up and coming director. You know what? Maybe we'll make her famous, you know? Yes. Just hire her. Yes. Mm -hmm. I agree. It, it's and and that's the thing is it it really amazes me that there's still even now with everything that happened there's so much pushback from uh, certain theater companies when all they would have to do is to just take these steps and put in this work and actually do the work they would rather spend energy putting out statements and worrying about the optics of what looks like it's actually diverse and inclusive rather than truly being diverse and inclusive. And that's where we gotta shift things and move forward because it's happening. It's happening right now. It's, it's oh, gonna yeah. happen. People can either get on board with it or they will be left behind because mm -hmm. it's it's coming. We are, we're not going anywhere, clearly. So That's exactly what I was gonna say. I think um, one of the things that and and it, I think it's more of just a, a point rather than it is a, a what an excuse. Um, but but it's I think a big part of it is this fear that like if I just do it that like something's gonna happen where I say the wrong thing or I do the wrong thing. But it's like I think a big part of it is just like you know if you do or say the wrong thing, acknowledge it, say sorry, um, Accountable. move forward with a different perspective and not just like stick in in old ways um in ways of just like let's push it under the rug um because that's not gonna work anymore mm -mm. yeah and kind of mo moving this conversation forward i am curious to ask i'm gonna like tweak the question a little bit but 
what do either of you see with your work in Company of Angels and Indie Shakes? What do you see theater's role is in this current movement, in this movement for um, the movement that we've seen happening since June that we, of course, have already known has been a problem, but this current movement for social justice and Black lives and uh, Black and brown lives, what do you see theater's role is in this current movement that we are seeing? I think that us us in the theater community, at least, at least, you know, um, it, it's, I know it's a, it's a big group, but it's, um, there's a lot of work and I think that we're also pushed aside a lot or or, or muted as, as I want to say now because of Zoom and we're, we're not heard or we're, or we're not cast and, 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 and start and stuff. But it's, I think that um, looking, especially in, in this time of a pandemic, right? I mean, I think in the, in the years previous of, of pandemics or war or civil rights, it was the arts with all these organizations um, and we're going to see it. I mean, I think definitely people are going to, once this is all over and it will be over, is that people are going to want things to do. And the things that they're going to want to do is because we've had, as we talked about, what's the joy as we started this conversation, what's this joy? A lot of the things that, you know, we had time to just sort of say, I don't want to watch that. No, I don't want to watch that. We found the joy also in like, yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah, I want to watch this. Mm. Yes, I want to watch that. You know, we can easily just turn down the camera and like, I'm not watching that. It's like, who's going to know? <laughs> you know, it's like but it, that people are going to want to go and they're going to want to go see things that reflect who they are, reflect, you know, their feelings, see their stories being told. And we're no longer just going to be like going to th going to support things that don't represent us don't, don't look like us and and it's going to be a uh they're going to finally going to be like oh we should we shouldn't have just written this statement you should have just done it you know as i was saying earlier and i think that it's be it's going to go beyond it's going to go beyond the script beyond the stage beyond the talkbacks um and there's going to be i think that i feel that there's so much and i think that all everything right now is everything right now that we're doing, including this podcast is like writing the recipes for this sort of revolution that is, that is brewing. There's a saying in Spanish. It was, uh, uh, it was used mostly for gentrification. It's like, quítate tú pa ponerme yo, right? So it's like, um, you get out so that I can put myself there. Um, um, and it was that, and I think it's like a flip of that. It's like, you've been in that spot so long. And you, and mm. you haven't done so much and I think it's um I think there's so many things happening across the the world and I think country politically artistically in art where people are just tired of it and and no longer afraid to just speak out and, and put art because I think that was one of those things with this year is that if it's if uh, one of the things that taught us is that we're not going to wait for a theater producer we're just going to put it on TikTok on Instagram and yeah. and if people are going to see it you know so i think that it's it's um if people are not ready for that then then you need to step aside <laughs> <laughs> yes you know this is this is the story that i always tell people there's um there's the, the film and we're, we're going to talk about film here for a second but there's the film argo with ben affleck uh he directed and it starred in you know a couple of years you know as a movie that got nominated for all these academy awards and all this stuff you know, 
character that he played is, if you're not familiar with the movie, it's based on a true story. True story. And he plays uh, a CIA uh, agent. He, he created the, this elaborate scheme to, to be able to save all these people that were kidnapped. And Ben Affleck played this character. The true story is that this man was actually a Mexican-American. Hmm. Uh, this, the real person was in the CIA who, who created the, this uh, amazing you know, operative plot to save all these people who were kidnapped happen to be a Mexican-American, you know? And if you don't know that, because our history, our American history of Latinos has been stolen from this film, if you don't know that, you assume by default, oh, of course it was a white guy who was in the CIA who did this. He saved all these people, you know? And, and what you're doing is you're taking away our representation. You're taking away inspiration for younger people who see this movie, and he saved all these people, and this guy's a hero. He's a, he's a national American hero. And that's somebody, somebody that you can look up to, you know? It's, it's like our, 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 our current, you know, our, our vice president, you know? Yeah. I, I see all these, all these, you know, videos and pictures of all these young girls who are like, oh my God, I wanna be a president too. I wanna be vice president, I'm gonna be president, you know? And, and, and that's the one thing that you take away when you don't show, when you don't represent us on stage, film and TV. You know, you don't, you don't give the, the younger, the younger people out there an opportunity to, to look at themselves and say, you know what, I can be better. I can be something bigger, you know, than just like, oh, you know, all, all I see ourselves as maids, housekeepers, gangsters, drug dealers, you know, and, and this film was one, one, especially because it's based on a true story, you know, they, they took away our history as Latin American people in this country, you know, where easily they could have cast a Latino man and said, you know what, this, this person was Latino, and you know what? We people will get in, you know, younger kids will get inspired, you know, by seeing this this brown man saving all these people in the CIA back in the, you know, in the 60s and 70s. I don't remember when it took place, but you know, and and representation so important. So we need to stop talking about it, you know, all these panels and 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 meetings. I was like, let's just just do it. Don't be afraid of it, because you will get an audience. You will definitely yes. get an audience. And you will definitely find the talent out there for it. Trust me, there's a lot of talented people out there who are of color. Mm -hmm. That always blows my mind when people um, say like, oh, well, we couldn't find any actors of color. I'm like, did you look? What do you mean you couldn't find any? We're here, we're out here. And, and the fact that in a lot of casting, even when the roles aren't specifically based in um, on a historical figure, the default, is almost always white. Like that's the default when we're thinking about films and we have to get out of that. Like I'm excited to see more films that can be in plays and productions that maybe don't necessarily, the plot doesn't necessarily have to do with race, but the cast is still diverse. Like we can have yes. romantic comedies where the leads are people of color. Like we can have all of these things. You don't have to only put people of color in stories that you feel um, reflect, you know, issues of the past. It's a lot of, you know, like trauma porn and stuff like that. That's what we see a lot of. And I want us to start moving away from that. So that's all part of where we're moving, where we're going yeah. forward, it's happening. And and, and independent Shakespeare Company and, and Company of Angels, too, uh, has been doing that, you know, 
has been doing that, you know, and 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 Melissa and David have been amazing in 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 taking the city and 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 being inspired by the people that that are in the city, you know, uh, and also their audiences, you know, and and they they've been very conscious of saying, you know what, this is Shakespeare. Anybody can play these roles, you know. It doesn't have to be well, maybe Othello, but in a couple of other little characters here and there, you know. Um, but there's this, there's all these roles that are just open to whoever you know because even back then all, all the all men played all these roles anyway so mm. hey you know what why can't we have women playing the, the guy roles why can't we have you know Bobby dress up as a woman you know like they did back in the day I mean we can we can always mix it up as long as long as it's entertaining as long as audiences are having fun with us it doesn't matter who you're bringing in for these roles you know um mm-hmm. like I said diversity is something that ISC uh, and Company of Angels has always focused on, and that's why I love these companies. Yeah, I think that that's super cool. I was thinking about that when um, when y'all were talking about um, about those Latinos that recognized you in the part, because like um, I'm a like Latina actress too, and so you, you always get the "Are you in anything?" And so when the I'm sure when they see you with like a crowd of people that are watching you, and it's it's basically like a, a like what you imagine is the whole of Los Angeles is like, oh, there's like actual people who, you know, it's not just like, like the movie actors, like, like, I, you know, it's not just, um, God, like, I don't have to be Salma Hayek to be like an actor, you know, like, I don't, (laughs) I can, I can, I can like impact my community, Mm. um, in that way Mm. and still do what, what is considerably or yes, considerably known as, as, as white theater. You know, it's interesting about, about that, uh, about white theater, because that's how I grew up, you know, when, when, um, here in like the LAUSD educational system was like Shakespeare to me, the way it was being taught, you know, and, and I, I, never wanted to do it because it was like oh it's white you know it's like oh i i can't i have an uh, an accent i was in esl class or whatever um and when we were doing it you know um uh at griffith park it was like okay do this role and i'm just like i remember being so freaked out paranoid i mean still i still am you know i want to be able to to have a great performance say my lines right and you know and and do the show one of the, and and connecting it with the the whole Latino, when we did um, Taming of the Shrew, I played a tailor uh, and Melissa came up with like the idea of having a short scene where it's Richard and me fighting um, in Spanish. Um, and that was amazing. Cause we were like, me and Richard were like, uh, what? And it's like, yeah, write it in Spanish. And I was like, yeah, I, I was just like surprised. You know, it was like really crazy. And I remember we, like doing it. And, it was that's one of my favorite moments going back to that because yeah yeah because and and i have like these school i remember pre, i'm in a like forever <laughs> if you've ever been backstage i get so much anxiety i'm like ah, but once i'm in i'm like let's go <laughs> and i would have it because it's like it's this it's like this moment of just, i don't know it was like you always felt the, the audience like even in la like you know it's la it's like you know it's the one of the biggest other languages spoken, you know, or the biggest language spoken. And people would, like, I think it was, um, uh, I forget what the line, esto no, and then Rich, and then they're like, what? This guy just spoke Spanish. And then Richard said, yo hablo español también. And then they're like, oh, snap, like what? <laughs> and we were arguing Spanish. 
we would argue. Oh, no, yeah, that's what it was, because I was like, well, because we, we, our characters, our characters kind of hate, yeah, our characters kind of hate each, each other. other. So then his, Javi's character, he, he kind of, you know, to himself, he says something in Spanish, you know, about me. And that's yeah, he doesn't I, know anything. This guy doesn't know exactly, anything. Exactly. Yeah, he says something to me. And then immediately I look over and I'm like, I speak Spanish too. And I say it in Spanish. And then the audience is like, whoa. And all of a sudden we both start arguing with <laughs> each other in Spanish. And then we're trying to beat up each other in Spanish. And it became like this completely different play within the play. Melissa and, had Spanish in it too, yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, Melissa actually yeah, ended up saying some stuff in Spanish to go, too. Because Richard is supposed to, I guess it was a measurement for the dress and I didn't get the right measurement. And I was like, oh, this guy, man, he gave me the wrong measurement or whatever. Yeah. And then Melissa's like, Oh, what's the word? What's the word? And it was like, look at the quen look at the look at the look and she goes, La cuenta, look at the cuenta. And I was like, ah, la cuenta. And then I just like start rambling at this guy, cussing at him, blah 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 blah. And he's like, Yo, hablo. And I remember like the audience just like, Yeah. It's 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 I don't know, it's you can't it, it can only happen um at the old zoo. I mean, I think it's like um or wherever we go. It's and that's unique to Los Angeles. I think that's, you, you know, it's like, it's reflective of LA and anybody, you know, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's very Angelino. Um, um, and, you know, I don't know, it's like, to take those risks. I mean, it's, you know, it's crazy to say a risk, right, to even just cast us um, is amazing. And I think you see the success of it and, and why people love going because you see people that look like you. Um, um, and then you're going home and they're like, wow, this guy's going to the same direction where we live like right next to each other. What? Um, and then, and then, you know, like just going around the city and people like recognizing you and just, you know, it's like it's this regular, uh, thing. And I think it's, it's both reflect, like even with company of angels, it's like, it's, 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 a, it's about that. I think one of the things, um, our artistic director used to say, Armando Molina said, you know, to have our theater serve like a town hall, right? Where, where um, we can talk about these plays, you know, we're watching the plays at the lobby and during intermission, people are discussing the plays. And at the end, you know, you sort of have this Q and A within yourself and your families and your friends. Um, and that's one of those things in connecting it to like the social justice is that because we change, because we see ourselves, it's like, oh my God, I saw these things, right? And that's why even in these 500 year old plays, um, when we see like people of color doing it or ourselves, there's they're how how relatable they are to these times now. You know, it's 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 um, I don't know. It's it's really uh, amazing. Definitely, I can just I don't know. Just you describing that, it's 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 always cool to see stuff you don't see in movies, right? So if I saw right. that, I'd be like, that's like, that's like my house. That's like, that's like right across the street from my house. That's how it always is. Right. It is. It's like that. Isn't there a, a meme? It's Leonardo DiCaprio and he's like pointing. Mm -hmm. um, it's, and, and it's people's always like, it's, I think people usually post it. Um, when, oh. uh, there's a speed chase and it's like, oh my God, like that's the thing. Like uh, uh, both our companies are like speed chases, you know, it's like a very LA thing. We're like, oh my God, they, I, I know that taco stand. I was like, or I know, I know that fruit lady. <laughs> exactly. 
Well, thank you um, so much. I, I love where this conversation has gone. It, it's been mm -hmm. such a fun time. Um, yes. And so I want to wrap up so y'all could get back to your families. But but how can <laughs> how can folks support um, Company of Angels right now or support anything um, you, Javi, and Richard are doing right now? Is there anything coming up? Anything you want to shamelessly self-promote? So because of the pandemic, Fabulous Company members uh, started an improv team uh, within our company called the Angel City Improv. And they've been, both me and Richard have actually been a part of it, um, several performances, but they perform every second or third Thursday of the month. They have their anniversary show coming up Thursday, February 25th. Just go on our website, companyofangels.org forward slash Angel City Improv. Look at the team and then come check it out. And you'll see that it's like really reflective of, of LA. Which oh, yeah. is, I, I think it's rare in, in improv groups, as I heard. It's um, the improv game, but we connect with an organization that's doing work throughout the community, which is really cool. Um, and then we also connect with a spoken word artist. The thing that's coming up, there's a collaborating with another theater company called Impro Theater in May. We're teaching stand-up to youth. I'll have a, a, yeah, which is really cool. And then I'll have my spoken word class in the like spring, summer that we usually do. I'm really excited about this year's spoken word class because, and I think for the future of spoken word and poetry, because I think a lot of uh, kids are inspired now that uh, Amanda Gorman, is it Amanda Gorman? Yeah, has been spreading the word for poetry. So I'm sure that I, I'm hoping that classes are packed with kids yes. just spreading the word, man. <laughs> so um, website companyofangels.org to find out about all that good stuff. Yeah, and for myself, um, I, I do have some some projects coming up. Um, I, I'm currently working on a project for with Son Assembly Ensemble. Um, it's a play by Karidashvik, um, The Hour of All Things. Um, and that's, um, it's it's almost, I, I would say it's it's almost a film, um, mm. you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a one person play, but it's each monologue. There's eight monologues. So there's eight actors who were cast of diverse backgrounds and then also eight directors and each director is directing a portion of the play and then it's all being shot like film and it's gonna be all put together. So it's actually a play that's being made into uh, some kind of film. Uh, so I'm very excited about this project. Um, I can't wait to, to see it myself because it, 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 it's 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 similar to something that IFC did with Roman and Juliet uh, months ago, which, which is one of my favorite things I've done so far online. Um, also, uh, I worked with Courage Theater Company. Um, they did these radio plays. Uh, so if you go to the Courage Theater um, um, website, you can hear me in one of the plays there too. And uh, and uh, hopefully if the pandemic dies down, I, I can go back to the play that I got canceled that I was in, um, which is at the Fountain Theater, uh, Human Interest Story, uh, another wonderful theater that, that is always focusing on diversity. Um, so I'm hoping that that starts up at some point again. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Sun Assembly, catch me there and uh, we encourage theater company. Well, thank you both for joining us and chatting with us. I, I love, I always love talking to you. <laughs> I could talk to you all day. I wish I could be speaking with you and hanging out with you in person. I know, I know. We, we, we got to take you out to tacos, both of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. With, when all this dies out and we're back with ISC, we, we got to do a taco run, oh. definitely for sure. Well, have a, I hope y'all, um, you know, thank you so much for coming on and we hope to see you soon. Hopefully, if not this summer, the next. 
um and yeah thanks for coming on thank yeah. you thank you for having us and, and and also thank you for everyone who's listening oh my god we love you thank you so yeah. much and support your company Woo! Woo! <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this more casual conversation with Javi Moreno and Richard Azurdia. You can find more information about Company of Angels at their website, companyofangels.org. As always, don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with Artbreak's new revamped content. Rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next week. And remember, stay socially distant, not emotionally.